From CBS News Bay Area, this is the Morning Edition. Thanks for joining us this morning. We made it. It's Friday, January 12th. Ooh, let's do this. I had just skied that run half an hour before, and, you know, we had just been there, and it could have been us, and we could have been buried in that pile. Skiers in shock. A close call at Palisades Tahoe the day after that deadly avalanche. I've had some people try to get exception close to me to ride on my fare and push through the turnstile, which can be a little uncomfortable. Some commuters say they can't come soon enough. More fare gates coming to stop turnstile jumpers. When you don't have to share it with 12 other people and, uh, it's a good thing. A new lease on life. Former inmates getting comfortable in the outside world with the help of the community. Already comfy? Oh, yeah. Comfy back there? I'm great. You ready to have go. to have some last words. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have on your bucket list? This 102-year-old woman loves going fast and got the ride of a lifetime. Good morning to all of you. I'm Nicole Zalumas. Bindi getting loose at 102. Yes, and as she goes around and around that track, it makes me crave like a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> and like some warm tomato soup for the rainy weekend ahead. Good morning. I'm Reed Cowan. Yeah, Bindi is the cutest. I can't wait to share that story with you this morning. I'm Gianna Franco, and we made it to Friday, you guys. Yes, we did. The weekend is here. Yay for that. So let's get a live look outside. Maybe this is your first view of your Friday. You can see Alcatraz there off in the distance. And what's also in the distance, especially with your forecast, is a little bit of rain. Not so much right now, but it is certainly on the way. And to get you ready for that wet weather, we turn to our meteorologist, Jessica Burt. Hi, Jess. Hey, good morning. Yeah, we have a cold front moving its way in as we head into this weekend's forecast. Let's talk about how that's going to impact us because right now we are waking up to a dry, cool start to our Friday forecast throughout the Bay Area. We're sitting in the 30s and 40s off to a freezing, chilly start. Okay, not actually freezing. I know that's 32, but still, we're waking up to partly cloudy skies, temperatures in the mid to upper 30s, so we haven't dealt with a freeze warning recently, but the National Weather Service has issued a frost advisory for many of our inland valley areas, talking about the Santa Clara Valley, the Tri-Valley area all the way up into our favorite wine region, Napa, Sonoma. We are off to a chilly, cool start this morning. 30s and 40s widespread throughout the Bay Area. That frost advisory will last until around 10 a.m. this morning for all those inland valleys. And another thing the National Weather Service wanted to let us know about, of course, it's the king tides. Today at 1119, that's when our next high tide is, around six and a half feet. And that's going to impact our local coastal areas, especially close to the Bay shoreline. Our coastal flood advisory remains in effect until this afternoon. Now, we have a dry break today, but big changes in the forecast for us tomorrow. We'll have a lot to talk about when it comes to the rain right around the corner. This cold front's really going to impact many of us here in the Bay Area and up in the Sierra Tahoe area, too. For now, I'm going to send it over to you, G. Thank you, Jess. Let's talk about those freeways right now. If you are getting up early and out the door, it is Friday light. Look at this Bay Bridge looking beautiful right now. Those metering lights are on, so it is a little deceiving. Once you're past this point, we are tracking some slightly slower speeds near the metering lights up the incline as you work your way over into San Francisco. So just keep that in mind. But overall, pretty easy commute across that area. If you're headed towards the San Mateo Bridge, uh, that bridge commute looks pretty good in both directions, although it is a little crowded westbound between 880 and 101. Now, 880 
we are seeing a slow ride southbound. That's because there's a crash not too far from 84 as you work your way into Fremont. And there is a bit of a hot spot now on 101 northbound in Mountain View, uh, just as you pass 237. So things are certainly slowing down there. Possible freeway closure southbound 680 for road work. I'll have more on that coming up in my next report. But it is a getaway Friday. Later on throughout the day, you might see some busier conditions on those getaway routes like 580 as well as uh, the Bay Bridge and 101 and 80 as well. In fact, here's a live look right now at the road to the snow along I-80 at Kingville. Be extra careful as you hit the roadways. Plenty of people may be heading up to the mountains this holiday weekend. Right now, Caltrans has lifted chain controls along I-80 going up to the Sierra. Reed. Live pictures, John, are so valuable because so many of you right now are probably planning your weekend and wondering to go to Tahoe or not for the weekend. We know many of you have that question in the wake of two avalanches there. As we look live at the slope, skiers and snowboarders are on alert. You know, fresh in our minds, of course, the tragic death of a Bay Area man and others rushed down that mountain under the force of a first avalanche. Late yesterday, word of a second collapse on the snow. That was over on the Alpine Meadows side of the mountain. In that case, nobody was hurt. But we talked to a man named Craig Hamilton. He saw the second avalanche. He says it's a warning for all of us if we plan to go to the Sierra this weekend. And I look over there, and there's a whole new, much bigger, deeper debris pile running the whole length of the bowl. I had just skied that run half an hour before, and you know we had just been there, and it could have been us, and we could have been buried in that pile. And it was deep and big, so it's, uh, it's a wake-up call. Those skiers heard what you just heard, booms. They belong to avalanche control crews trying to trigger loose snow off of the hillsides before the skiers get there. These mitigation efforts ramped up as resorts expect many visitors this weekend because of the holiday. We know many of you may travel there, so we wanted to show you some new video. It's from a helicopter pilot showing you where the first avalanche killed a 66-year-old Point Reyes man. Watch this. We had new snow last night. Now look at the right side of your screen. That to me is clearly avalanche activity that was today. That is a fresh slide right there to the right and uh, likely some of the avalanche control that was uh, taking place today uh, with crews out there trying to stabilize the hillside after last night's snow. Not only the snow that fell, but also the snow that was transported by the high winds that we saw over the Sierra. Those are all concerns in avalanche terrain. Well, those concerns he raised are being addressed. Tahoe with a team of first responders all weekend long at the ready just in case tragedy strikes. Kelsey Thord went along with Tahoe's chief, Russell Barnum, to show how his team gets ready. Whenever an avalanche happens here in the Lake Tahoe area, multiple agencies respond and they work together to rescue victims and secure the scene. We spoke with the guys here at North Lake Tahoe Fire about how it all works. This is a backpack that uh, you should carry in the backcountry at a least minimum. It carries a shovel and a probe as well. Uh, it also has an airbag. This is just some of the gear firefighters pack with them when responding to an avalanche. Russell Barnum is the assistant fire chief of the North Lake Tahoe Fire Protection District. He says most all firefighters in the area are trained in avalanche rescue. We have a lot of different ways to, to get back to the patient. Um, a lot of the times we'll use snowshoes. It all depends. Overall, Barnum says avalanches are rare. And when they do happen, they usually occur in the backcountry, not at a ski resort. The ski patrols do a lot to mitigate um, avalanche danger. Uh, they do, they use hand charges, um, they ski cut. 
they go in and evaluate. There's a lot of different ways to mitigate avalanches inside the ski area. In the backcountry, that's not available. Speaking of the backcountry, viewer Stuart Bloom emailed KPIX asking, what do you do if you're caught up in an avalanche? We thought it was a really good question. So experts say to attempt to swim through rushing snow, try to stay on top as it rolls down the mountain, always keep one arm up. They also say wear a transceiver that transmits a call for help. Also, before you go, keep up with forecasts in the area and avoid skiing by yourself. This and more information available if you do plan to go to Tahoe this weekend on KPIX.com. Nicole? Well, back here in the Bay Area, a car chase in the North Bay ended with a police shooting and two people behind bars. This car crashed in a normally quiet Vallejo neighborhood, slamming into a wood fence near Sousa Way and Gateway Drive. The Napa County Sheriff's Department say it took off when police in American Canyon tried to pull it over for a code violation. It's unclear what led up to the police shooting. We're told one suspect was wounded and taken to the hospital. Officers who combed the area with canines later found and arrested a second suspect and recovered two guns. And a Fremont police chase came to a crashing end near the Oakland Coliseum last night. Our chopper caught a person being led away in handcuffs after a car smashed into a pylon supporting the BART airport extension. New scrutiny for Boeing after a door panel blew off an Alaska Airlines plane last week. The Federal Aviation Administration announcing this morning it will audit the Boeing 737 MAX 9 production line and its suppliers with a focus on ensuring quality control. The FAA calls this a significant action. It comes exactly one week after the dramatic in-flight scare. All Boeing 737 MAX 9s remain grounded indefinitely. This just in, a new poll out this morning shows House Representative Adam Schiff has taken a narrow lead in the race for the late Senator Dianne Feinstein's Senate seat. He has pushed past Representative Katie Porter, former Dodger Steve Garvey, and Representative Barbara Lee. Right now, Schiff leads the field by four percentage points. The candidates will clash in a trio of televised debates in the months ahead of March 5th when the primary happens. Well, to development story right now, BART is continuing its fight against fare evasion. A new batch of fare gates will soon be installed around stations in the Bay. Sean Chitness is live from Montgomery BART station this morning. One of those stations, Sean, that's getting those new gates. Good morning. Hey, Gianna, good morning. That's right. We want to show you what the difference will look like. Take a look behind me here at what the classic gate you might remember from any barge station you've been to recently looks like. And then the new one is going to be more than seven feet tall. So if I'm six feet, that's another foot above me. They've already been testing it out at West Oakland. That came in late last year. And so now we know that they have stations in mind. Richmond, as well as Antioch. And over in Oakland, they have uh, one at the Fruitvale Station and then also at SFO. Here in the city, there are four stops, including Montgomery, where we are, Powell Civic Center, and the 24th Street Station. So Bard says this won't be able to stop all fare evasion, but the new gates will help to stop most of them. The difference will be a drop in maintenance costs, keeping stations cleaner, and, of course, increasing revenue. Riders in San Francisco say they've seen people sneak through the gates many times, getting very close to the point that it's uncomfortable just so that someone can avoid paying the fare. I think it's important. I think we can rely on public safety to do their part. 
but I understand that they're burdened with a lot of things in our community that they have to deal with. So I think that having another system of protection within the BART, right, to prevent fare evasion might be helpful. So in addition to the new gates being taller, they also have more advanced sensors and they have been using different materials at that first station to test them out in West Oakland to see which one is better. They also have to see if they can get the sensors to be a little bit quicker with the clipper card. So that's what they'll be working on before we see the gates arrive at these eight other stations in May or June. The goal ultimately to have all of the 700 plus gates in this system under this new format. That goal is to be by the end of 2025. And there's an incentive for BART to do this. They could receive $300 million in state and regional subsidies if they meet that plan. Gianna, back to you.